everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today, I have Tatenda with me, and Tatenda is a rapper, producer, autotune enthusiast, and a Gemini. I'm so excited to learn more about him today. How are you doing today, Tatenda? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Yes, me too. And do you, do you go by Ten, or do you go by Tatenda? Um, I go by both. Um, I changed my name to Tatenda just because I, I enjoy hearing my name. Okay. I didn't for the longest, and then I was like, you know what? No, res- respect me. No. But um, I go by either. Okay, so whichever either one you prefer. Whatever's easier, I guess, on the on the tongue for some people. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I feel that. I mean, I, if I told people how to really pronounce my name, mm-hmm. it might be a little harder for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. I'm super excited to learn more about you. Uh, can you start with telling us about your journey, you know, how you got to where you are now? Um, well, I am Tatenda, the youngest of four kids, uh, a twin, a Gemini, you know how it is. Oh, wow. Um, I grew up in Zimbabwe, Kenya, Uganda, and came here for school, got into music, and I haven't turned back since. I think I've really enjoyed getting to be creative. And uh, yeah, that is my journey. <laughs> wow. journey okay, really. so let's, let's kind of dig a little deeper in that. It sounds like you've moved around a lot. You said Zimbabwe, Kenya, and where else? Uganda. Uganda. Wow. So how old were you when you were living in these different countries? Um, I moved to Kenya in 2002 or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Uganda in 2005. Um, I was born in 96, so I don't know the math, but the math is there. (laughs) Um, And uh, moved here in 2014. Okay, here in 2014. Yeah. Like to the States? To the States, yeah. Okay. And you mentioned you're a twin. I am, That's so interesting. So a twin and a literal Gemini. Yeah. That's a twin. That's so interesting. It's really cool. I I enjoy being a twin because a lot of people are like, hmm, what's it like? Do y'all have that little connection? Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, actually. <laughs> Do you have a twin brother or sister? A uh, twin sister. So oh, we're okay. fraternal. Um, she's five minutes older than me. Mm-hmm. She won't let me forget. <laughs> but she's also shorter than me. So it's oh. like a... So do you feel like y'all look, look alike a little bit? I've been told we have some similarities, uh-huh. but I don't see it. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> That's so cool. So you are... Is it just you and your sister? Or do you have other siblings as well? Um, I have two older two older brothers... Um, they're not as close. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're the youngest. No, I feel that. Yeah. You're the youngest. And how does it, you know, what was your experience being the, the baby of the family? Um, it was pretty cool. Honestly, um, I got away with a lot more than my siblings did. So my oldest yeah. brother is eight years older than me. Okay. The next one is three years older than me and I have my sister. So, um... They set the example where they were like, all right, this is what to do, how to do it right, how to not get caught doing it wrong. Nice. And I, I just learned from that, got to, got to see what it was like. Um, I, pre- I feel like I got off pretty, pretty smoothly. Okay. And it was, it was, it was a cool experience. Um, I had a lot of like influence growing up, so I saw everything. It was, it was cool. Got it, yeah. So that's that's something I noticed too with 
young the youngest children they kind of get to do whatever they want I'm, i was the middle child <laughs> so i did see you know what my older brother was doing and i was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna do something a little different but then i also got to see my youngest brother my younger brother being able to kind of do whatever he wanted <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to the the states uh you said 2004 uh 2014 2014 so oh wow so, eight years ago yeah not very long ago at all and you said you moved here for school yeah um i came here with the intention of getting a degree in software engineering Mm. exciting (laughs) i got through two two years of that and realized this is not for me Mm. um i struggled quite a bit because there was one morning i woke up with an 8 a.m calculus class and I did not make it to that class. I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm tired. I will go to the next one. <laughs> I went to the next one and didn't understand a thing. Oh, From that moment, I just felt like I was playing catch up yeah. and it was it was a terrible time. But um, after falling out of engineering, I don't call it failing, I just moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I did information systems and graduated 2019. Oh, so cool. it's been a good time. Wow. What, what would you say is like the biggest bit of transition from Africa to the US? Um, I think personally, the biggest transition was um, adapting to life on my own. Mm, So you moved here on your own? Yes. So um, I was the youngest, Mm -hmm. as you know, Mm -hmm. um, and everyone else before me left the house before I did. Okay. So my oldest brother, when we moved from Kenya to Uganda, he stayed in Kenya Mm -hmm. and went to boarding school. Interesting. Um, Okay next oldest brother he got done with his a levels so his 10th grade and then went to um college like early just like a pre-uni thing mm-hmm. um and so he left the house so it was just me and my sister and she went to boarding school and i was like all right cool it's just me and my parents <laughs> great wow <laughs> so if you don't mind explaining because i hear boarding school all the time but what exactly is it um it's just like college but like not college so it's like um school where you live okay so it's just um i don't know if that's a good explanation it's just <laughs> we can google it our, our <laughs> listeners can google it i'm i'm just kind of i was curious because whenever i hear boarding school it's always mm-hmm. like when someone's in trouble um, and it's, so they get they get sent to boarding school. It it sounds that like that from the thing. movies. Yeah, I feel right. like that was definitely a movie thing because like uh, back home boarding school was like okay, um, we would prefer that you were like staying on school grounds, just like dealing with community over there, just building over there, um, and less like a punishment, more just we want you to experience more, just mm. have that happen in life. Okay, see what happens. And it was, I never got to experience it myself, so I've only heard the stories from from my siblings, and I'm like, I wish. (laughs) So with with English, is that something that you learned over in Africa as well, or did you learn that when you moved here? Uh, English has always been in my vocabulary. (laughs) It's not vocabulary. it's it's one of the main languages in Zimbabwe, so mm-hmm. I learned in English, mm-hmm. moved to Kenya, and I went to an international school. Oh, they taught it. in English. Um, it was British curriculum, mm-hmm. so a lot of the teachers there were, like, British. Mm-hmm. Um, then moved to Uganda, and I had a bunch of English teachers again, mm-hmm. so I was just like, all right, cool. 
English is what's taught. English is what's being shown to me. Got it. Okay. That's so interesting. You know, I forget that because, like, we talked, um, you know, when we had our, um, like, a brand assessment thing, like, several, several months ago. Yeah. And we both talked about how, you know, we weren't born here and just how different that feels. You know, kind of being in that middle ground of your homeland, your motherland, and this country that you're in now yeah and so i always like i don't know about you because you moved here to the u.s um later in life than me Mm -hmm. but i feel like i forget a lot of like the fact that cultures even like teaching like how how we're taught in school is different than in the u.s so was that a little bit of an adaption for you too um kind of so when i came here it was college classes where they're like, hey, you come here, you learn, but it's all on you. If you don't learn, that's yeah. on you. Right, <laughs> and right. I was like, all right, well, that's that's a little different because every mm-hmm. time when I was back in school, it was, all right, guys, this is what we're doing today. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's homework. Mm-hmm. Come back tomorrow. We'll mm-hmm. go over it. College was not like College, that. College, yeah, they just throw you out there. Just like, all right, go to class. <laughs> oh, you're not going to class. Yeah, that's why. Cool. <laughs> it's, it is different. Like, even um, you know, growing up here in the U.S. and the school system, like that's how I felt too. I was like, oh, like y'all really just we're having to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that prepares you for the real world, but it's it's, it's a little tough. Kind of tough. Yeah. You need that transition period to yeah. try and get you like more accustomed yeah. to it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of something someone teaching like that transition like of the real world yeah for sure yeah so i want to um talk a little bit more because i know we already mentioned that you're a rapper producer and we'll definitely talk more about your artistry and your music here shortly but yeah. i want to learn more about you outside of your artistry like you as a person so me as a person yeah can you share with us what hobbies or what you do outside of music um i like to do a lot of things um i am a big fan of trying new stuff mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to do this year. Um, I do a lot of rock climbing now. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I started that while I was still in school. Uh, met a bunch of people who were like, hey, you want to hang out at the climbing wall? And I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, made a bunch of friends there. Um, I play volleyball now. Very active. Oh, cool. I enjoy that. I'm trying to do it more because I don't do anything else active. Mm. It's kind of crazy. Um, (laughs) What else do I do? I like to do puzzles and like stuff to get my brain going. Um, I've always been like a puzzle kid, like one of those kids that likes to put stuff together. Mm -hmm. I used to do Legos a lot. Okay. And then I learned how expensive Lego sets Mm -hmm. can be. And I was like, you know, maybe we don't need that. (laughs) Um, And improv. That was something I started this year. Wait, what what do you mean improv? Like like comedy? Improv theater, theater, yes. That's so cool. um one of my resolutions for this year was to act like take action how cool because i haven't been i've I've really been holding myself back a lot recently where i'm just like all right i want to do something i think about it i'm like what if i'm not good stop Mm -hmm. myself doing it Mm -hmm. um this year i was like all right stop thinking about it and just just hop into it it. Mm -hmm. improv is one of those things that like taught me hey don't think so much just Yeah. be to see what happens yeah. and it's been really cool wow okay so me and pat were literally talking the other day about like how we want to kind of take some acting classes just for mm-hmm. something different so like what kind of what kind of improv is this that you do so it's like a short from short form improv it's just um 
I'm, I'm in the fourth level of it now. We're taking classes um, over at this place called Stomping Ground in Dallas, uh, where they just take you through the different points of improv. Um, started level one where they're just like, hey, all right, we're going to teach you to get out of your head a bit. Just be more open to what your mind is trying to tell you. Excuse me. Um, and... Um, that's just like, hey, let's play some games, see what you can come up with on the spot. Um, and as you progress, you're getting more and more into like feelings and emotions and like putting more thought into characters and just ideas um, that you can bring on stage with you. And yeah, that's, that's been wow. it. That's really cool. How often do you do it? Like once a week? Um, it's like once a week, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they do seven week courses, and at the end of seven weeks, you do like a showcase thing. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. cool. That is so brave and courageous of you. You know, just kind of putting yourself out of your comfort zone and doing something different. Yeah. So, I've been stuck in comfortable yeah. for a long time. Oh, okay. How so. long would you say? Comfortable? Mm -hmm. uh, forever. And <laughs> I've, I've, I've felt myself going on a path um, where I was like, all right, I'm going to just take the easiest way out. Mm -hmm. um, that was how I felt with college, mm -hmm. how I felt with music initially, mm -hmm. um, work, mm -hmm. just, just life in general. I feel like I've just been sliding into, mm -hmm. all right, that's been chosen for me mm -hmm. and haven't been making those active choices. Oh. And so that's why I was really adamant mm -hmm. on getting stuff done for myself. Yeah. It's been a good time. Yeah, that's really refreshing to hear, um, honestly, from from a male, because I feel like, and it's going to be different from person to person and culture to culture, but yeah. in my culture, like, I feel like my brothers got to kind of just, like, be, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they were pushed to an extent, but I feel like as a as a girl in the Asian culture, like I, I had more expectations as far as like um, having to grow so much because the main thing was like me finding a husband and okay. that type of thing. And so like I, I realized that I had to force myself out of that. Um, and my mom, she, uh, you know, she wants to take care of us. So she actually kind of like almost did everything for us okay. to where like we didn't have to think or make decisions on our own because she was so like, I don't want to say like overbearing, but she just, it was easier for her to do than teach us. I completely so, understand. Like, yeah. And so I kind of see my brothers in a sense, like where they've never had to really make decisions, like, like critical decisions or criti mm -hmm. critically think. Um, and that's not to say anything against them, but they didn't have to. So why would you if you don't have to until you make that action? Like yeah, you mentioned. I get that. I've, I've felt that way as well, mm. um, where I've been I've been told my whole life just like, hey, like do this, do, do this, this. Mm -hmm. do that. And I'm like, OK, cool. Mm -hmm. Sure. I was a very agreeable kid. So mm -hmm. like I was doing a lot of things that everyone else was mm -hmm. doing just because they were like, hey, we're interested in this and I'm like oh yeah I'm part of we so let's mm -hmm. let's do the thing um and I've been trying to move out of that because I know it's not going to help mm -hmm. in the long run I know there's stuff I'm going to have to do on my own mm -hmm. stuff I'm going to have to plan out mm -hmm. um and it does help to have someone there to like nudge you along but like for them to put in all the effort mm -hmm. is only going to hinder you mm -hmm. 
so that's pretty important I, yeah. i'm glad you brought that up when did you um you know decide like hey i gotta like take control of my life who <laughs> um i don't think there was a specific like time it was it's it's just been over time i've been getting into the mindset that all right so if you had done this this is what you could have been doing mm. you could have been more successful in music if you had thought hey i'm going to dive into this head first and not like hold myself back from thinking about how things are supposed to be mm. um trying to get things exactly right before jumping in like all this planning stuff sometimes it only holds you back because you're like i'm not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready you'll never really be ready until you're in it mm -hmm. and so that's one of those things um that i had to learn i was like all right so listen <laughs> you're gonna keep you're gonna keep keep on going on falling into things until you get too comfortable to where you don't even recognize mm -hmm. who you are what you're doing oh, yeah. where you're going and I felt for a long time that I have no idea what life is doing to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let me let me do to life mm -hmm. what I want. Mm -hmm. It's been a good time. Yeah, well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. So would you say that you tend to separate, you know, yourself to tend to the person with the TVTENDV, the artist? <laughs> <laughs> or would you say they're about the same person? Um, so there is a little difference. Um, I can't say it's like major. Um, I was Tatenda first, of course. Um, people struggle saying that and I was mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm 10. Mm -hmm. Make it easy for mm -hmm. everyone. Um, walked out into life and everyone's like, hey, 10, hey, 10. I'm like, I like my name. Mm -hmm. I, I like to hear people attempt it not even mm, okay. even if you get it wrong like it's it's not that hard to attend to three right. three it's syllables really not it's not that hard crazy. um <laughs> but a lot of people do struggle with it and i'm like was all right people do you mean when you say people do you mean like here in the u.s uh mainly it? here in the u.s uh -huh. but that's only because everyone else like back home um people have a lot more complicated names. So they're mm -hmm. not even like, they're not even worried about it. Mm -hmm. But like, I came here and everyone likes 10. And yeah, I was like, all right. I feel you easy. on that. Yes. Ugh. Everyone <laughs> likes the single syllable names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's not that complicated. But um, I think the Tatenda, T-V-T-E-N-D-V, Tatenda, are slightly different in that there are aspects of my personality in my stage presence. But... I know that if someone were to be like, hey, your music doesn't sound like you, mm. I'd be like, that's because it's not, it's not only me. Mm -hmm. There is aspects of creativity that I pull from mm. everywhere or try to pull from everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the things that I don't see in myself, I try to put out in my mm. persona on stage. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm, I'm a pretty shy, like held back like i am i am the the laid back kind and yeah. like when i'm on stage i'm free like mm -hmm. everyone's looking at me i'm like all right i'm if you're looking at me i might as well yeah. use the time and so that's that, one of those things yeah that is so interesting because now that you say that um you know the two times that you've um come over for us to talk and like this podcast mm -hmm. um like 
I've only ever seen you on stage, yeah. your you know persona and everything. And then I guess it. I'm not thrown off, but I'm like, oh, he's like really, really chill, like in person, <laughs> like very quiet, very just, yeah, very go with the flow, chill. Yeah. Um, but on stage, and that's where you know, as a performer, you know, you're definitely putting your yourself out there. Mm-hmm. But I do see like, and not saying that you're not confident, but I see like a huge like confidence, um, a huge like persona on yeah. stage. I do so. I I'm a lot more of an observer in life. Mm. Um, like growing up in a house, just me and my parents. Mm. Everyone else is like already out. Mm-hmm. I was kind of left to my own devices, mm. so I was always on a computer, always on my phone, always mm-hmm. on TV. I didn't really get the opportunity to put myself out there and talk to people mm-hmm. unless people were coming to interact. Got it. So I was alone all the time. I was just like, all right, I'll just watch, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm on stage, I'm like, I have your attention. I should be using it. I'm not going to waste your attention. Mm-hmm. I want you to see that you are not wasting your time watching me do what I want to do. This <laughs> is this is where I want to be. And to be able to share that with people is just really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I want to talk more because I know you and I um, in the past have also talked about the importance of mental health, you mm-hmm. know, off air. Yeah. And um, I want to kind of hear more from about that from you. So can you kind of share your thoughts on mental health and the importance of it? Um, mental health is key. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a part of your entire being. So like. You have your physical health, you have your mental health, you have your emotional well-being. These these are things that you need to constantly take care of because if any start to fall off, you will feel it in all kinds of ways. Mm. Um, You will start to fall off in your physical health if your mental health is not good. If you're feeling anxious, you will feel the physical effect Mm -hmm. of that. it's just really important to be able to take care of your mind, give yourself the time and energy that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Because we, as people, how do I want to say that? We, as people, really have been put in a place where it can be tough to be on, on your own. like. Mm-hmm creating your own thoughts, being your own person, and feeling like a whole being without influence from the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to look into yourself and be introspective, think about the things that affect you, how they affect you, and how you want to go about life um, is really important to how you live well. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just like see where things take you if you focus on yourself and remember what's important in life mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if that answered your question yeah it's, <laughs> i mean it's definitely important so what are your thoughts on on therapy therapy um that was i am an advocate for therapy i have not had a lot of access to it but i definitely see the importance in it um i actually just got done with 
uh, it was like a five session thing that I had um, over these last couple months just because I wasn't feeling like myself. Mm -hmm. um, I was feeling anxious, depressed, mm. kind of lonely. You said the past couple months? Yeah, mm. um, where just big life changes mm. cause you to like take into account what's going on mm. and you, you can feel it. Um, sometimes it's not like a big shift, but like that slight change mm -hmm. is like, oh, something's off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, re I really started to feel that um, a little these, these past couple months. But I think the first time I actively thought about therapy was back in 2020 when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. um, in like June, I was talking to one of my friends um, over the phone and he was he was telling me uh, he was feeling really depressed and I was I was trying to be empathetic but I didn't feel like I completely understood and he told me something that like brought me to tears and I told him that I was like yo this is heavy I don't know how you're dealing with it um, and I would be glad to like help talk about it but I'm not in a position where I can do that. Mm -hmm. Then the George Floyd thing happened. Mm -hmm. All the news, mm -hmm. like for those three, four days, mm -hmm. like it's just constant reminders of everything that's going wrong. And I was like, all right, yeah, I need to switch off, shut down everything. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I went off Twitter for that because okay. I just kept seeing the same thing over and over. Um, and it just got me, got me thinking like, hey, you're, not okay like it's it's not your fault of course but you're very clearly not doing fine like something's wrong mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. take a look stop just see see where your head's at mm -hmm. and i looked into therapy with better help mm -hmm. um was introduced to this therapist that i talked to twice mm -hmm. i didn't feel like he really understood wow. what was going on he was just like oh yeah just turn off the news and i was like listen the news is everywhere you're not just gonna turn off the news your way out of life um and was he um was he black he was not black that that makes a huge difference yeah i think a therapist that fits your demographic for sure makes a difference absolutely yeah unfortunately that wasn't something i, I could like actively seek out i, I was know. like all right That's better tough. give yeah. me someone mm -hmm. And they yeah. gave me someone. I was like, yeah. this is not the someone I, I needed right experience. now. I had, so I understand the importance of that. Yeah. 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 But, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. So you're no, mentioning you, um, you, he told you to just turn off the, the TV. Yeah. So it was that's that. So <laughs> I was like, I can't uh, just, <laughs> yeah. I can't, That's that's got nothing to do with me. Right. I can turn off the TV, but like mm -hmm. the mindset is still there. Mm -hmm. Like the thoughts are still there. That's another thing. I didn't think. I had thoughts. Mm. I was overthinking so much to a point where everything in my mind was just like fuzzy and foggy. Mm -hmm. I I was wow. like, yo, I'm I'm not thinking. He's like, have you tried um, reading this book? What was it? The Happiness Project. Mm. I I thought about reading it, and then I was just like, yeah, this isn't. I don't think that's gonna help right now. Mm -hmm. What I need is to like take the time for myself and like talk about it with someone mm -hmm. not just like read and be like all right this is what i'm thinking mm -hmm. i need to be able to put my thoughts out and he's mm -hmm. like have you tried journaling 
and that was a great first step because mm -hmm. I I had never like just sat down to be like all right right mm -hmm. um, and so that was that was a really cool cool thing that I was introduced to okay. by therapy so in 2020 you started journaling yes and journaling is great for the most part mm -hmm. um, a lot of it was just like free thought journal journaling where I wake up in the morning and grab a pen sit mm -hmm. down and just empty my mind mm -hmm. see what see what's going on in my head what I'm thinking about um, it definitely got me thinking a lot more actively mm -hmm. and like focused on what I was trying to do in life mm -hmm. um, and things weren't going well 2020 was a hard year mm -hmm. for everyone so I definitely definitely understand but that's when I felt really creative in using the limited space, limited opportunity I had. I started doing the weird uh, question of the day and that was a really great time for me. Question like, of the day, what is that? So um, I had a thing on my uh, Instagram story okay. where I'd just be like, all right, today we're doing a would you rather question. Okay. A lot of them were interesting like you um like you asked the question and people would answer yeah i just okay. i just post a poll and just see how oh. people respond um and it was just like an everyday thing i made a little theme song oh. jingle for it and i was like oh, yeah cool. i'm having fun yeah <laughs> and so um that was that was definitely one of the benefits of going into isolation was just mm -hmm. like all right what do i like to do what mm -hmm. am i focused on what do what inspires me to be who I feel like I am mm -hmm. and I, I got to think and be more introspective throughout that year mm. um, and change my whole outlook on life it was fun wow what what sort of things uh, would you say that you've discovered about yourself over that course and up until now even um I am very sociable I I'm good at speaking, I just overthink it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it pulls me back. Um, I, I have the opportunity to be confident, but usually don't take it out of fear that someone's going to be like, hey man, dial it back. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've been fighting myself over for a while, where I'm just like, alright, if they don't like you for being everything you are mm -hmm. why be around them mm -hmm. like the people around you you, sh you should enjoy how the people around you make you feel mm -hmm. if you don't evaluate that mm -hmm. um, I think that's been the most important thing I've learned is that community is going to is going to push you mm -hmm. where you need to go right right would you say that there was a there's been a transition of like um, the people you were hanging around type of thing? Not really. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, my while I was in school and living in Arlington, um, it was pretty much, oh yeah, everyone's around. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to work to maintain relationships. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to work to like meet anyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so the people I had around were everyone mm -hmm. who was around and mm -hmm. so not everyone made me feel the way I wanted mm -hmm. to feel mm -hmm. um, moving out to Irving mm -hmm. definitely opened my eyes up to like hey if you want to maintain this relationship you're gonna have to work for it mm -hmm. so that's been 
that's been my experience lately just like all right if if i want friends i'm gonna have to be friend mm -hmm. and so that that's one of those things that i was doing before like with my friends from out of state mm -hmm. so like the ones that came over to the states with me oh, okay. um we're we're all over now it's great i love it um but they they're people i have to actively seek out mm -hmm. because if i don't that relationship's just gonna fizzle out and i'm not okay with that you know yeah what's that is that your question i feel like i'm rambling sometimes no you're you know? fine <laughs> <laughs> no, my question was um hold on let me think my question was like if you feel like um with that you know realization of be around the people who allow you to be your full self like do you feel like you lost friends basically okay i i do feel like i lost some friends um but not actively it was just like yeah, okay i understand yeah. how you are mm -hmm. um this isn't going exactly how i want it if things fall away that's okay mm -hmm. um but for the most part i've maintained like some core friends that mm -hmm. I'm like actively reaching out to um, trying to hang out with just regularly and just being more more thoughtful about mm -hmm. what I do with my friends mm -hmm. being intentional with these decisions I make yeah that's nice I I was never like I didn't really I was kind of a loner like growing up because of the moving like a lot and just mm -hmm. like feeling just out of place but um I have one best friend who lives in, uh, she lives in Tennessee now. Okay. And we were, we always had this transition period of like um, seeing each other every day because of school. Mm -hmm. where, and then we had a, a moment where she went to a different middle school than me. And so we've always kind of be, been intertwined in our lives. But like, um, like we always, every time we like reconnected, it was always weird at first because we were different people because of the different stages in our lives. Yeah. But I realized that, like, not, like, there are friendships, just like with love, I feel like, there are people that come in your life, like, to give you that bit of friendship, that bit of love, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to have to be around all the time. I don't think anything's permanent to where yeah. we have to, you know, where we freak out if, if the friendship starts to kind of fizzle out. There's, you know, it, it is what it is, and I think both parties just... I'm kind of rambling now, but I think both parties can feel that. Yeah. And I think it is something just to be more mindful of because when we're in school with people, and like you said, when you were in Arlington, you mm -hmm. saw everyone. Yeah. Like, we kind of just, like, feel like, yeah, that's that's who it is. Like, that's, they're there because they, like, we're in the, like, the community together. Yeah. So they're going to be there, just like with school. Mm-hmm. But it's, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. It's basically, I'm trying to basically say, like, it, it doesn't mean that, like, the person that you knew when you were five years old is going to be the person that's going to be at your wedding because... Yeah. You've changed. Yeah, you've, you've changed. Grown. They've changed. And yeah. I, I don't think people or society, like, prepares us for those conversations or those moments, too. Just like in relationships. Like, when people, you know, um, separate, it, I feel like it's always a, a big thing. But it doesn't yeah. have to be like that. There shouldn't be any, like... Sometimes there should, but it doesn't <laughs> always have to be like a dramatic situation. It could just be like, hey, we're not the same people. We're growing apart and that's OK. Yeah, that's you know, true. And that's OK. I think a lot of people forget that forever is just an idea. Yeah. Like 
not everything has to be forever some mm -hmm. people are friends for exactly this many years mm -hmm. you were in college cool mm -hmm. you finished college that was cool mm -hmm. you had your friends there mm -hmm. and now you're you've gone your separate yeah. ways but like you you always have that yeah so you don't well, have always to have Paris exactly. that's yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't have to forget the people that you've had in your life just because they're gone. You're like, all right, I had this time in my life. This was a great time. Yeah. And if you just remember those fondly, you you will be good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of relationships don't have to go the way you need mm -hmm. them to or yeah. you want them to. But like afterwards, you reflect on it and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that was perfect timing. Right. I really I'm really glad that I happened grew from that. Exactly. Yeah, that's how like it should that. be. <laughs> So let's, um, oh, you know what I want to talk about, because you, you've shared with us like your um, brief experience with therapy and how it got you into journaling. Mm -hmm. What about self-care for you? What are your forms of self-care? I've learned to say no mm -hmm. and mean it. Mm -hmm. um, Is that like a no period or a no, I'm good? <laughs> however it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, hey, uh, do you want to do this? Nah, no, not feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to go here? No. And honestly, the answer of like, I'm not feeling it should be enough. Because if I don't feel like it, why would I force myself? Yeah, if I push myself into <laughs> this, I'm going to be mad. Then you're going to be mad that I'm not that I'm not excited for yeah. it. Um, learning to say no was really important for me because I was I was the most agreeable kid. Mm, I was doing I'm doing all the things. Mm. Um, taking time out and spending it on my own mm. has been really important for me. Um, just to learn who I am mm -hmm. when I when I need it um, what else have I been doing to take care of myself I've been so you've been putting yourself out there with like improv and stuff yes doing doing the things that I'm interested in mm -hmm. and like just enjoying the moment mm -hmm. a lot of times i get caught up thinking about the past thinking about the mm -hmm. future and forgetting that right now is mm -hmm. about to be the past so yeah. <laughs> if i'm missing it i'm gonna have a lot to forget yeah um so yeah i think i wrote stuff oh yeah go ahead and read it oh, let's see let's see so Tenda over here said can i just read out my phone <laughs> for some of these answers um <laughs> asking for help is one of those self-care things because oh, yeah. I'm one of those people who wants to take all the groceries in at once mm -hmm. and I've applied that to a lot of my life where I'm just like listen <laughs> I will do it until someone looks at me and says do you need help I say no mm -hmm. they see I need help and they're like all right look I'm just gonna help you yeah. and I'm so grateful for the people I have around me like that who are like yeah. hey I'm gonna help you I'm gonna ask to be nice but like you clearly need the help yeah um and so I've been trying to be more forthcoming mm. in asking for help mm. um and that's been ease on my mind mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um then there is being patient and forgiving of myself i used to beat up on myself a ton for making mistakes i used to get mad at me for all the things other people would get mad at me for mm. and I was I was talking to myself like I hated myself. Oh wow! Um, yeah. I got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I've, I've watched all these YouTube videos, mm -hmm. all these like TikToks. Everyone's talking like, hey, 
if you said that, if, if your best friend said that to you, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. The, the things you're saying to yourself, mm-hmm. you're not saying to other people. Mm-hmm. Like you are so forgiving, so patient with everyone. Yeah. But like you make one mistake and all of a sudden you're the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can't be how you go about life. Right. And so I've been taking all my mistakes in stride. Like, hey, was that your best? If the answer is no, maybe next time mm-hmm. let's push to do our best. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> you, you can't control it. That's not that's yeah. not on you. So like just some things you got to let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, self-care for me. Yeah. So you it. said, let's, let's recap that. You said... Um, saying no. Saying no. Uh, so boundaries. Yeah. Your boundaries. Um, yeah. Asking for help and being more present and in the moment. Yes. Those and then, great. and then being forgiving. And being forgiving of yourself. Oh yeah, being having that nicer self-talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that. I think that is so important. So let's take a quick break, real quick, Tatenda. And we're going to get back and talk a little bit more about music with you. Exciting. Let's do it. Yes. All right, y'all. So it is Train here. And again, we have Tatenda with us. And we were just (laughs) talking about um, mental health. So I want to actually uh, tie back mental health as it relates to your music, Tatenda. Okay. So how would you say, like, can you share how important it is as far as with being an artist? Um, Mental health is definitely very important as the artist that I personally want to be. Um... It didn't start out that way, but over time I've realized that being able to share how you feel and translate that into music mm-hmm. can definitely help people relate. And that's one of the most important things about music is just being able to relate to what's going on. Mm-hmm. If it evokes a feeling, if you can understand what the artist is saying, that is key. Like a lot of people including me initially forget that music is about feeling mm-hmm. um a lot of art is about feeling mm-hmm. it's like you you can put out whatever you want but like if someone can like see where you're coming from or have something that ties into what you're saying it's really impactful and uh mental health has been one of those things that over time I've just been more conscious of mm-hmm. and so that's start starting to reflect in a lot of the stuff I write the stuff I work on um yeah shout yeah. out mental health yeah thank you for sharing <laughs> all of that with us and you know just being very open about your journey with mental health and with therapy I think that's oh, so yeah, important you know for our our generation to talk more about especially mm-hmm. you know people of color especially men um cis men like just in general you know everyone needs to honestly have that kind of internal look Mm -hmm. within themselves but let's definitely talk about music i know um, you being a musician being a rapper producer um can you share with us how that passion developed within yourself um yes absolutely so um 
music started off as my parents trying to put me through um, piano lessons. Mm. So as a kid, how that that worked out. Uh, I did like maybe four lessons and then Uh we stopped because I never practiced. (laughs) (laughs) What about yours? (laughs) So um, as a kid, we had music lessons where they'd be like, all right, guys, we're all coming together. We're going to play the recorder. Oh, and do okay, okay. hot cross buns. Mary uh-huh. had a little lamb. All, all, all the all the hits, um, <laughs> the classics, um, and I, I really enjoyed those classes because it felt freeing to not be mm-hmm. sitting behind a desk mm-hmm. doing math. Even though I loved, I loved math, mm-hmm. but I grew out of it. Mm-hmm. Math decided mm-hmm. to not love me back, mm-hmm. and so I made <laughs> I made a way. Um, so. Uh, my parents enrolled me in piano lessons because mm-hmm. I remember people getting called out of class, being like, hey, <laughs> while everyone else is working, we're just oh going to pull you out, Y'all do this. Pia- yes. Oh, my goodness. And it was so this cool. this was in Africa? This, yes. This is too cool. <laughs> this was back in Kenya. They were just like, all right, look, you got piano lessons right now. We're just going to get you out of here. You <laughs> will be back 30, 45 minutes. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm missing this class that I don't want to be in. Dope. <laughs> And so that was my favorite time. Uh, my piano teacher, Mr. Watatsuwa, I remembered his name this morning just thinking about it. I was oh. like, yo, he really, he really got me into music. Um, and so we, he, he started out teaching me like how to read sheet music. Mm-hmm. And this was as a kid. I was like, all right, this is really complicated. And he's like, you know what? Instead of that, have you heard this song? And he played Encore by Linkin Park on the piano and I was like wait wait a minute (laughs) you can just do that he's like yeah like you you can learn anything on the piano (laughs) I was like bro all this time I've just been watching people play this classical music I'm like I'm not feeling it he started playing music that I've heard and that I responded to he related it to you exactly so important and so I was like okay this is cool I want to keep doing that and so a couple years we did that um eventually it did get a bit pricey and we're like all right cool Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um weren't practicing as well mm-hmm. moved to uganda and we had like a electric keyboard mm-hmm. that we just played around on jammed out a bit it was not like active until we're like all right i mean let's, let's see music is cool mm-hmm. my dad was like all right music lessons brought a piano teacher and i did not rock with that man oh. at all but I had to <laughs> and so that I remember a time when I just wasn't feeling like the piano lesson and I knew this man's coming in an hour I was like shit I haven't practiced I haven't I haven't yeah. prepared for this man to be yeah. here right and so I got a pair of scissors and I cut the cord uh-huh. oh my <laughs> just, God. just ever so slightly to where it's not on gonna turn piano? on and so uh, <laughs> I don't think you are just I did not enjoy these piano oh, lessons. I was like, these are so boring. Can we yeah. get back to learning the music the that is exciting? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so oh, that's too funny. Did he, you ever he, tell your parents he, that? My dad won't <laughs> let me forget. <laughs> like, um, what was it? He he came here twenty nineteen for graduation um, and he's like you know, it's kind of crazy that you're trying to do this music thing because if you remember back in the day, you you, you, you yeah. brought the scissors to the piano and like, it's funny. why, huh? Is that, That's that doesn't funny. make any sense. I was like, it, it happens, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I explained it to him. He kind of, I don't, 
I don't think he wants to understand, yeah. but it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, but from there, I got into, I was introduced to poetry mm. by one of my friends who was a lot more uh, poetic back mm. in the day. Um, he's now an artist over in, I think it's Brisbane, Australia. His name wow. is Osman. Um, but he was big on poetry. Wow. And so just interacting with him, I was like, yo, this is really cool. He really got me into like actually listening to poets. Mm. And I was like, that's, that's wow. dope. This is, this is a great intro to rhyme. Uh... This was the third or fourth grade. How old are people then? Seven, eight? Third or fourth? Yeah, eight, nine. maybe like nine, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, around there. So um, he was just like, all right, I'm going to start a poetry club. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so like we did. That's so young and we, so cool. Yeah, I was oh like, yeah, gosh. this is really inspirational. Like he's, he's always been a go-getter. He still is. Wow. He's doing music right now. So it's like, it blows my mind. I'm like, this man has come so far. Wow. Um, but he, he was the one that got me into poetry. Um, and all through middle school up until like eighth grade, I was like, all right, music, theater, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the life. Mm-hmm. Being creative. Mm-hmm. It's not class. Yeah. And um, I, was, I was just really excited by that. Um, got into more artists because of my brothers um people like akon jay-z uh lil wayne were my brothers go-to they had cds they had they had it playing all the whole time Uh and then they got limewire and my whole life flipped turned upside down i was like you were exposed to more music huh oh yes Mm -hmm. um and that was just a great time i think that's what really got me into music is all those things so So many little things this may be a naive question i was gonna say Mm. ignorant but more naive because i know like um overseas there's countries that are censored on things so Mm -hmm. was that similar where you were living like music that you couldn't listen to or anything where i was no not at all they were like hey you can okay. access it you got it okay. <laughs> do well, your thing <laughs> <laughs> nice so you were really um you were exposed to a lot of different styles at that young age yes mm-hmm. um i think the the kinds of music i was listening to as a kid were less music that everyone's like less less the kind of music that i'm into right now mm. so back then it was a lot of parody music Mm -hmm. a lot of comedy Mm -hmm. um just stuff that's fun pop music um everything that's on the radio phil collins because my dad had a cd Mm -hmm. and like he he had a little disc changer in his car so like we'd cycle through the same eight cds i hear the same eight eight cds all the time (laughs) that was a great time because i was like okay i'm being introduced to all kinds of new music through my parents um and then everything switched up when I got older I started listening more to lyrics but it was definitely a lot of heavy influence initially from just how it sounded Mm. and movie soundtracks Mm, used to be my jam like I was just 
I would, I would get online where I download the full soundtrack oh. and just listen to music that has no words. And I'm like, I love this. Wow. I love how this makes me feel. One of my favorites um, is that uh, the Transformers Arrival to Earth theme. Okay. That is... If I ever need like a pick me up, I know that one's gonna get me because it's just like all right. It <laughs> it's just, like triumphant it starts music type yes. of thing, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it starts slow and it just starts to swell and build and build and then just come back. And I'm like, oh man, that was a journey. It was great. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. so your your passion with like music develops pretty young. Um, I was gonna ask you if you uh, like if you felt that support from your family it sounds like they supported you with like the classical music the like instruments and stuff how about you know your your rapping and and your current music um so currently they're like okay you're doing music (laughs) that's interesting Mm -hmm. but also get a job Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. get something do something with life and i'm like listen i i would love to do that Mm -hmm. but also I want to be creative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be tied down with this work shit. It's mm-hmm. it's tough to like try to put that into words because I I know how my parents think or at least try to know um, where yeah. they're like, "Hey, we like get a real job type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you see what we did? Uh-huh. We did this for okay. you guys. And I'm like, I appreciate everything you did. Everything. All I of it. I feel that. Yeah. But, but I also want to live yeah. my own life. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's got a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um and so he's like school, school, school. Mm-hmm. I got done with my bachelor's degree. He's like, all right. Master? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, as soon I was I, I had initially talked about doing a gap year between um high school and college mm-hmm. and he was like no mm-hmm. go to go to school mm-hmm. get it done mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like all right got done with school he's like all right more school mm-hmm. i was like no 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 i want to do what i want to do um so they're supportive in the sense that hey your music is kind of cool <laughs> but also <laughs> and so it's just that little question where they're like all right cool what else Right. Um, no, I, I definitely a hundred thousand percent understand that. It's a cultural thing. Um I don't even like it's it's just so funny to me that our parents, you mm-hmm. know, sacrificed so much, did so much to be where they're at and mm-hmm. to provide a better life for us. Yeah. But all they like I feel like they're like as soon as we were born they kind of had a path for us of like go to school but it's kind of like that's all they know I don't know I can't speak for your parents but I feel like that's how it was for mine like basically my mom was always just like go to school get good grades but she never told me that afterwards like okay cool so I graduated now what I'll keep going to school okay I got my associates now what we'll go back to school for and of course you know like she she knows what I do now. I'm in I'm in sales and mm-hmm. I do my photography. Yeah. But she still like it gets so excited when I'm like, yeah, I'm going back to school. Like it's just like, so ooh. much more excited than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, finally, wow, like you're doing something now. And I'm it's, like, mom, I've been doing what I've been doing without school. Like yeah, and you've been killing it too. Thank you. You have. Thank you so much. It's really cool to but see. But it's just it's like our parents. It's like. School is like the only path, and 
not. It's really it's not. not. But also, I, I understand where they're coming from. I if, do. If I did that much work <laughs> and my kid came to me and was like, all right, <laughs> I, I'm just going yeah. to go this way. You're like, ah, it can be tough, but it, it is their life. I, I've been meaning to ask my parents what it is they want to see from my life. Mm, okay. Just like, reach out and be like, hey. What exactly? What like? am I doing that's making you proud right now? Oh, I like, like what is what is something that you see in me that I might not see in myself? Mm. But also, what what would you like to see more of? Oh my gosh, I love that. Because I that's such a mature question to ask your parents. This I love is that. I I wasn't thinking about this last year, mm, but yeah. this this year it just feels different. I don't yeah, know. It just I feel feels like different. it's gross. important. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I love that. Do your parents, um, like, were they the type that, um, like, told you they were proud of you growing up type of thing? Or did they reserve those comments? Um, they're happy to see results. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were very outward with the, with the I'm proud of you outside of, like, and accomplishments like that. Mm. So you're like, ooh, you got an award? That's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad got me in golf. I won. Oh. I won the tournament. How cool. And he was like, yo, good job. Nice. That's great. You should do more of this. Wow. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like if you're good at something, they're like, well, can you make you money off of it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is not exactly what I want to do. I. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy doing it. And so that that's also another thing. Like, um, being good at things has has stopped me from doing the things I'm not good at. <laughs> what do like, you mean? Okay, so that's the thing about comfort, right? Uh-huh. You you walk in and you're like, all right, we're gonna play this game. Oh. I am going to dominate this game, mm. and I feel comfortable playing this mm. game. I'm going to kill it. I'm getting it now. We go into a second game that you're better than me at. I don't want to play. I'm, I've gotten better about that too, but I'm the same way. Like, I can't have fun if I'm not good at it. Ooh, I've, I've learned to have fun. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, look. How did you, like, what tips do you have? Because <laughs> I cannot have fun. Like, I'm competitive. So when I'm not good at something, I'm like. <laughs> so I was, as, as the youngest, mm-hmm. everyone's just like, all right. I've been playing this. Here, join me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Get destroyed. I'm like, yeah, no, let's no. But I wanted to hang out with my brothers uh-huh. and my sister. I'm just like, hey, I won't. I won't be good every time we play, and that's okay because I get to still hang out. That's that's okay. really how I'm looking okay. at it. It's it's less about so what we're doing. Your perspective. Yeah. Okay. Is you're. That's a great way to think about that. <laughs> And I will definitely think about that next time I play Pictionary with Pat. Because <laughs> I get so mad. <laughs> I do get competitive sometimes where I'm like, all right, hold it in. Keep it together. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to get mad. But, like, just to, just to think about it, like, all right, did I at least enjoy the experience of being around the people yeah. I... If if I didn't enjoy being with the people, True. then I'm like, all right, cool. That was we're not doing that again. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Understood. You're good at bowling, and yeah. I don't like 
dealing yeah. with you when you're good at bowling. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna practice. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I'm gonna practice on my own. <laughs> that is great to, to know. Thank you for sharing. Of course. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to your creative. Um, yes, yes, your yes. art. So, can you describe your creative process and what that looks like? Um, it's very different depending on the day. Um, I used to be big on motivation and inspiration, um, but I am trying to move out of that because I know there will be days I will be unmotivated, days I will be feeling burnt out, feeling hurt, just like heavy on my heart that I don't want to do anything, Mm -hmm. but I have to push through that if I want to take that next step. Mm -hmm. Um, So some days it's, I will force myself to sit Go on TikTok, find a find a, a, a producer who just posted a beat. And I'm like, all right, today's exercise, you're just going to write to this beat. Mm, um, I like that. Don't judge what you're writing. Just, like, throw it out there. Um, just to get into mm-hmm. the flow of mm-hmm. creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that with a few videos that I actually posted on my Instagram where I was like, all right, yeah, this is this is really cool. Like, I'm trusting the words I'm putting down, just sitting down and actually focused on, all right, the next line is, the next word is, this rhymes with. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like trusting that that will turn into something. I look back over it, I'm like, oh, that actually had a path that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I fell into a habit of editing while I was drafting mm. and so trying to get it perfect on that first oh, try yeah mm-hmm. which never got me anywhere mm-hmm. I still have projects sitting on my computer because I was like <laughs> all right start here I don't like that let's, let's mm-hmm. go back and just keep circling back to where I'm not getting any ideas out I'm just crushing all the ideas I actually have mm-hmm. and feel like I don't have faith in the idea um but also other days I will hear something I'll hear a song um, hear a line and think of the idea behind what that line was trying to talk about and I will make a note of it in my phone another thing I've been failing to do is remember so like if I don't write it down it's gone gone Mm -hmm. forever Um, but also trusting the fact that ideas are ever flowing Mm -hmm. like you you can't just be stuck on the single Mm -hmm. idea Mm -hmm just waiting for the time for this one idea to go right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i'm just like oh i didn't write that idea down Mm -hmm. can i write it down if i can't i'm just like all right leave it next idea will come Mm -hmm. um so i will record some voice notes Mm -hmm. uh write down notes on my phone and like just start typing out little bits and pieces fragments starter ideas just like seeds concepts Mm -hmm. um just to get my mind in the space Mm -hmm. of all right, with this, we're going to make something. We're mm-hmm. going to get creative with this. Mm-hmm. Or I will go to my computer and just Start jam, jam the keys, <laughs> just see what happens. Um, and a lot of times it's turned into something. A lot of times it's turned into incomplete projects. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm becoming more okay with that. I'm not completely okay with that. <laughs> but um, it does give me the freedom to feel like I can express that more freely. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually just trust the process mm. a lot of times i've been focused on the result mm. where i'm like did we finish the song no bad mm. but now i'm more all right how did that feel where are we at 
can this be built into something are you comfortable leaving this like walking away from this as is mm -hmm. and if you need to coming back to it because the idea was was there the feeling was there maybe the the feeling got lost in the middle because you overheard it mm -hmm. and you just got to walk away come back when you're feeling more fresh more ready mm -hmm. to to put something down mm -hmm. um and that's really the process i don't it's not a very well-defined process mm -hmm. but a lot of times i will write a first verse mm -hmm. struggle with the second verse walk away mm -hmm. and i'm like all right cool i will come up with a hook idea come up with nothing else i'm like all right dope <laughs> got a drum loop and i'm like all right this is a start can't get any of the melodies down i'm like all right listen go find go find something else to do yes, yes. watch tv take a yeah. walk drink a coffee i don't know just talk to someone yeah. conversations come up with so much so of that little yeah. of, of the little sparks mm -hmm. that you might not get anywhere right. else and it's more personalized as well mm -hmm. you can like really build on the things you talk about with people. I feel that, oh, yes, I agree. That's how me and my best friend have conversations and then we kind of get into random tangents. <laughs> <laughs> the random tangents are the best though. <laughs> they are, they are. Honestly, from all the interviews that I've done so far on Tapis, I feel like yours describes very similarly my creative process also. So okay. I, I can see that. Like even though you said it wasn't very well scripted, I think that's spot on mine also is just kind of like little bits here and there yeah and when you're in that flow state you go you go with it oh, yeah. but otherwise stop let it go because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get frustrated <laughs> the flow straight is it the flow state is a great place to be yeah, like I've, I've sat in front of my computer or in front of my phone for hours yeah. forgetting to eat self-care tip mm. go and eat <laughs> um yeah. but i always have a water with me just because uh -huh. i i know i'm gonna need it I will just like sit there. I won't go to the bathroom. I won't get up. I won't leave the room. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, look, you can't go back. Like once that flow state is over, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go back yeah. to being creative that day. That's yes, it. Exactly. If it's you try done. to force anything else, you're just going to hurt. Right. And uh, I've, I've learned that the hard way um, too many times, but I've learned it. And that's yeah, the best part. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Who or what would you say um, are your music influences? Um, right now? Uh, um, I don't know if I'm heavily influenced by anybody, mm -hmm. but I do like to pick bits and pieces from everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I like the introspection and creativity of Tyler, the Creator, mm -hmm. and Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. um, their sounds are really cool. Like, they're, they're not trying to be boxed in. They're like, hey, I'm going to mm -hmm. write what I want to write. Mm -hmm. Um, people like Duckworth and Saba, who just get me feeling, feeling right. Um, and it's, it's just bits and pieces from everyone. So it's, I, I can't say I have any specific mm -hmm. influences, but like if it was starting out, yeah. a lot of Lil Wayne, Lupe Fiasco, um, Jay-Z, a little bit of Kendrick, mm -hmm. although I didn't get into Kendrick until damn it's 2017 oh, wow. me honestly me too i think that was my first album that i heard of his and i was like okay this is really good and yeah. i started listening to his other stuff i heard like to pimp a butterfly and i'm mm -hmm. like okay this is cool but it's not it what i want to listen to i didn't to. really vibe with that one as well either but but yeah his album damn like that one hit all the songs were so good i really enjoyed that <laughs> yeah i think going back to it definitely 
showed me that oh this is what you were missing because mm-hmm. a lot of what i really enjoyed in music early on was the funny stuff the stuff that's just fun to mm-hmm. listen to mm-hmm. like uh weird al mm-hmm. um there's a movie coming out i'm really excited for that movie <laughs> um a lot of people are like bro what he makes his music is not real music i'm like listen yeah, it's like you, you are listening to this man he is he's so creative with what other people have done but he's actually building on it mm-hmm. like he's not just switching up words i've done that with my mm-hmm. sister where mm-hmm. uh the song uh no air by jordan sparks uh-huh. and chris brown we made it no meat and just mm-hmm. like sang that all the time uh-huh. so like that's that's one of our little inside things where uh-huh. we'll sing to each other no meat meat it's, it's so <laughs> stupid but we were kids it was a great time um so a lot of parody music doesn't seem like it would be as influential but like my earlier stuff was me just trying to have fun mm. um like the oh, cake yeah. and ramen noodles ep mm-hmm. stupid so not like stupid but like there wasn't a lot of feeling behind it it's mm-hmm. just hey i'm here to have fun with a song tell a yeah. story just bring forth a narrative yeah um just to just to be creative really fun and i need to get back to that because i forget that all right yeah you can feel but also dude have fun enjoy so true so true when i i love rap and like i when i first got i don't rap per se but i feel like my poetry is inspired by a lot of rap Mm -hmm. and like i've written some like some rap pieces okay and they're like so stupid and i love it i love like battle rap because i feel like like me and miles we battle rap almost every time we see each other like it'll be like random stupid bars like i don't i what was what was one that was so funny but we it was like i i feel like when i can have fun with creating that's the Mm -hmm. best time for me too like i love my serious stuff my like super polished stuff yeah but the fun stuff the stupid humor like random bars that that are just like so dumb make me laugh and i think that's like that is the best like because when you're creating it should be fun it shouldn't be something that like stresses you out shouldn't be a chore for sure yeah if if you're not having fun you're not doing it right yeah actually during 2020 i think i started like i um started a battle rap on instagram and so i was like battle rapping (laughs) Um, Miles at one point, Honey Whiskey Jr., and another poet named uh, uh, Daniel Carlos Ramos, and okay. it, it helped me. It helped me like be creative, but it's still fun. So the the fun is the most important bad. part, honestly. I think yeah. of being creative. And forgetting that will put you in a terrible place where you're like, all right, I need this to be perfect. I need this yeah. to be uh, like this EP I just did with Lottie. Uh-huh. Um, one of the songs started uh, with him talking about Justin Bieber and his braids. Uh-huh. He's like, Justin Bieber needs to cut that shit off. <laughs> and I laughed so hard in the moment, but I cut it out because I was like, no, we're being serious. And then after <laughs> we put it out, I, I was like, no, that was fun. Put it back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I really I really felt a way about that. And I was like, okay, oh, so it, it would have been fun to just have that little... That little snippet yeah. of just enjoyment shown in in yeah. the song, like it wouldn't have hurt. Like mm-hmm. no one, no one's gonna be like, no, why'd you say that, Lottie? Yeah. No one, no one's checking for it. But like yeah. it, w- it would have been just like a little stamp, just like, hey, yeah, we we were doing the thing. Yeah. And so I need to, I need to, I've been remembering that more. That's a good note to remember too. Life is life can be fun. It can be. It should be. <laughs> Things for the most should part. be fun. 
And um, I wanted to ask you, like, how would you describe your music style? It's probably like a blend of different things, but um, I guess what genre uh, or genres would you say? My music is rap mm-hmm. adjacent. <laughs> rap and rap adjacent. So um, I do like to play with melody sometimes. Um, I'm not the best singer anymore. I was in choir at one point, oh. and that was a great time. But my voice grew before I could train it. Mm, oh, okay. And so I've been thinking about going back to like vocal lessons just to be oh, like, all right, let's sing something like anyone can be a singer? Anyone can try. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was getting excited. My face was excited because I wish I could sing. <laughs> so so um, I think it's definitely something you can learn. Um, <laughs> but some people's voices, like I feel like aren't made for like I don't think my voice is made for singing and I wish it was but I think some people don't have good singing voices I think you can though um it's it's something you gotta develop like it's there's some people who are just who have the voice and naturally Mm -hmm. get it some people are like all right yo I hear this (laughs) note I know exactly what it is Uh, like those people who are pitch perfect Mm -hmm. that that blows my mind Mm -hmm. every time yeah that's amazing but like um I I do think anyone can like be inclined musically mm. you you can learn mm. like it's like dance mm, okay. it might be a bit rough yeah. but like if, if you can make it move if you could feel it that makes sense and that makes sense. apply the knowledge <laughs> <laughs> well yeah okay sorry back to, back to what you're saying so your style is rap adjacent and um, you want to um you're thinking about going back to maybe vocal lessons yeah because i i use auto-tune a lot mm-hmm. um because some, some days are not good days for my voice and those are the days when i'm feeling and i'm like mm, I look like... i i am most creative right now i need to put it out yeah. and so autotune has really been holding go. me down right there um but i l- lately i've been doing a lot more introspective thoughtful mm-hmm. deep not really deep but like just self-reflective stuff okay I like um but I, I don't think i'm gonna box myself in with that mm-hmm. as i've said if i'm having fun i'm having fun mm-hmm. i can't just keep myself being sad or sad boy hours hard i love like it's it's a good time like yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's I feel you. it feels like the most creative time yeah. to be because you're like all right i'm hurting why mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. to ask all the questions that like drive you mm-hmm to actually think about what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and uh you say all the things that you never said to the person that hurt you (laughs) (laughs) like Like a lot of my music um has been like really um what is it lovey-dovey type Mm -hmm. that's that's just been me like growing up as a kid i had a crush on everybody it's not even (laughs) <laughs> like it was like oh you gotta yeah I, I bet you have a crush on her huh oh you yeah, have a crush on you now <laughs> like just oh. having those interactions i was mm-hmm. like all right i'm writing all these songs about girls mm-hmm. i don't talk to girls mm-hmm. i don't like or mm-hmm. like girls i don't interact with mm-hmm. but like the feeling is there mm-hmm. i've seen it on tv mm-hmm. i can't say i felt it all the way with everyone mm-hmm. but i I have some kind of understanding mm-hmm. of the feeling. And mm-hmm. so that's what that She EP was, where mm-hmm. I was like, all right, the song's about mm-hmm. girls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been trying to get 
back into that because like I do feel like romance as a theme is really in almost everything it like, is. Mm -hmm. books movies mm -hmm. stories that have romance are the best stories mm -hmm. like without it you're just like there's something there's something missing yeah. so it doesn't have to be like a straight-up romantic relationship mm -hmm. involved but like the idea of romance mm -hmm. is in some of the little steps of the story yeah. um so i need to get back to that yeah it's a fun topic overall for sure yeah i love it and um, what what sort of challenges or obstacles would you say you've experienced and what have you learned from them through your creative process um challenges um oh, oh oh there's been a ton <laughs> it's <laughs> i just had to like all right let's bring back the list um burnout is one mm. where i felt like i was really forcing ideas out of myself mm. and i wasn't in the headspace to be doing what i was trying to do mm. like pushing myself harder than i needed to and getting to a point where I was like, all right, no, I quit. Like, this is not working out. I am putting too much pressure on myself. And that's where self-care came in. Mm -hmm. So 2020 dropped the song Breathe. Mm -hmm. That was just something fun for me to do. Mm -hmm. I was just like, look, you haven't been putting out a lot, and that's okay. Do your thing. Yeah. Garden came out of that as well, where mm -hmm. I was like, all right, so you're, you're still on this path, <laughs> trying to understand where the issues are coming from um but i learned that if you feel like you are putting too much pressure on yourself dial it back like mm -hmm. it's important to take a break your brain needs more rest than you mm -hmm. might imagine right um that's the biggest one i think um judging my ideas and just trying to be a perfectionist mm -hmm. I'm still early in music and so like let me do me like what I feel right now is not gonna be what I feel next year mm -hmm. in five yeah. years I'm gonna look back and be like oh that's where you were mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm not gonna look at myself and be like uh gross because mm -hmm. I do everything I've put out I really enjoy um and I can see the growth in I, I see the development mm -hmm. it shows that you're actually progressing and not just stagnating so being a perfectionist is holding me back from getting my mm -hmm. ideas out yeah. and actually being an artist mm -hmm. um yeah. that's one and uh working without motivation mm. um motivation is not a thing that is constant mm -hmm. um inspiration doesn't come inspiration comes when you spark it mm -hmm. so like putting myself in positions where i can be inspired putting myself in front of the computer when i don't feel motivated just to be like all right if you start motivation will catch up to you and then you'll be like all right flow state boom mm -hmm. let's go um just to be patient with it it's it's really important to like not forget that being creative is more about the process than the result um, just enjoy what you're doing and then come back when you feel good mm -hmm. you'll always feel proud of that yeah 
And so have you, um, is that something that you, you know, those are obstacles of course that you've learned over time and mm-hmm. what have you been implementing to help with those things? Um, burnout is just focusing on how I feel outside of music. Mm. Because if I come into it feeling terrible, my music's going to feel terrible just because of everything around it. Just like the environment of the music is not, it's not going to help. So making sure that I feel good, well, rested, healthy um, before I try to dive into anything that I'm not ready for, in quotes. making sure I feel making sure I prepare myself instead of just um, waiting to be prepared Mm. because prepared isn't going to happen by itself Mm -hmm. Um, practice makes perfect perfect practice makes perfect Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so I think I read that somewhere (laughs) because someone was like practice makes perfect but if you're practicing badly right if you're, you've got up. bad habits yeah <laughs> yeah oh am i allowed to curse i feel like i've done that yeah you're fine cool yeah you're okay. good <laughs> what um what is your favorite thing about creating music um being able to share how i feel Aww. and just um open my mind up to a lot of ideas and things Um, being the quiet, held back, introspective, observant person that I am, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right, a lot of people don't get to hear what I have to say Mm. unless they ask. So like in a group setting, I will just listen for a while. I will jump in every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but there are times when I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to listen to y'all talk Mm -hmm. for a bit. Like it's a podcast, um, (laughs) and come back and be like, all right, so how do you feel about that interaction? Mm. Like, did anyone, did you come out of it feeling like anyone understood you more? Mm. And I was mm. like, no, let's, mm. all right, let's share what we're mm. thinking about. Mm-hmm. Just be more open about the yeah. things. And so in music, I'm able to do that. Yes, yes. And that's how I feel about being on stage as okay. well. I'm like, all right, again, yeah. all the attention. Y'all y'all have your eyes on me. Yeah. Sure, let's do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's what music does for me. It just makes me feel good. Um, yeah. I love that. I, I love what you said about your personality being more of a, you know, observer. Um, I think a lot of people are like that. And I, I try and be mindful, which is why I have these podcasts, mm-hmm. actually. Um, because I'm the same way. Like, I'm not going to really... Or I used to not tell anyone. I still kind of don't, depending on the situation. But, like, I don't really talk about myself unless I'm asked. Yeah. Like, I'll never bring up much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's, a, for me, if that's a cultural thing or just me being, like, introvert. But it's important to also voice what you have to say if you have a good thought. Like, yeah. if it's nonsense. Um, if I have nothing good to add to a conversation, I'm not going to say anything. But for me, at least, that's also a thing that you should just be like, all right, if really? it, do- it doesn't have to always be like productive to the conversation. I like, don't, I can't just. OK, that's something I've actually been working on. And so thank you for calling me out on that, because I <laughs> and me and my best friend are so similar. We talk about it all the time 
we're so like serious not then that's why i love rapping like mm -hmm. those like battle raps because i can be my silly self <laughs> because i am silly internally yeah but like i'm so serious also when it comes to like what's the purpose of this conversation mm. like what why are we talking if there's no point to this conversation Ooh. i'm that type <laughs> i know i get that and it's because i just like i can't listen to nonsense like people like small talk, talk. yeah <laughs> i just i hate that conversation i hate even listening to it and i'm just like what am i learning from this <laughs> like if i can't learn anything from this conversation then i want to leave <laughs> Ooh, okay that's okay and yeah i've, I've, I've definitely felt that way before <laughs> and i'm trying to get out of that because um what happened to me was i started to realize that i i never felt like i had anything important to say okay and so i was like all right if you never have anything important to say why should you trust you mm. And so I was trying to put myself back in a position where I could trust the things I was saying mm -hmm. and just be more open because people do want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Your friends care about you. They they want to know what yeah. you're thinking, what's That's on your true. mind. Mm -hmm. um, and also the thing about not reaching out to people because you have nothing to say that's me. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, but it recently occurred to me that a lot of people around me will call you and be like, hey, what's up? That's, that's a weird concept to me because I'm like, I'll answer and I'll be like, do you need something? <laughs> like, no. And I can't, I can't talk. I can't be on the phone. Me at least. I've but called you're trying friends. to be better about that. I was like, all right, cool. No. I'm, I'm going to get on it. Just call someone and be like, hey, I don't have anything to talk to you about. Yeah. How's your day going? And just like build from there. Because you know, small talk good. hurts. Mm. But it is the basis of relationship building. I'm, I'm not the most um upfront person like i will i will talk to people but i feel like with small talk it can get difficult and so i'm just like i don't care why i'm here relationship <laughs> ended but like without that little small talk it's hard for me to connect and being unable to connect in an industry like music mm -hmm. is definitely important like you have to be able to put yourself out there mm -hmm. even when you feel like I don't want to be out here. Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself uncomfortable to, to get to the point where you're supposed to be. That's where growth comes from. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, calling people is tough. <laughs> it is tough. No, you're right. And that's something that I, I, it's not my main priority now, but it's something that I journal about where like, I'm like, I need to just even like reach out to people randomly. But mm -hmm. whenever I talk to people like strangers, I go straight for the, I mean, you've been to RBC. I go straight for the, like real conversations like deep like <laughs> how did you grow up as a child <laughs> i remember you know that conversation I mean? with you <laughs> yeah that's just kind of, i just get straight to it because i'm like let's get over like that part <laughs> no but i mean it's it's a cool place to be where you feel comfortable talking about things like that because yeah. like those those are really important things that people don't often get to because of the small talk. So yeah. I definitely understand just like skipping to it. It's okay. Yeah, I get thank it. you. Yeah, I'll just skip to that. <laughs> and by the way, if anyone out there is listening, y'all can get straight to it with me too. We don't need to be like, hey, how are you? Just ask me your question. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with opening up. <laughs> okay, let's talk, um, let's get back to you. You mentioned to me that you have um, an upcoming project coming soon that you want to talk about. Yes, yes, let's, yes, let's talk yes. About that. All right, so um, I have a project. 
Um, it's coming out oh, British at accent. some point. This is different. <laughs> so accents are my thing. Okay. I think that was my parents. They did that uh, to me because they were like, "All right, we're in all these new places, oh. being introduced to all these people with mm -hmm. new accents. Let's make fun of them because they fine. don't talk like us." <laughs> so I just you do I that, yeah. Took it and ran, and like my my siblings are the same way, just fall into accents oh, randomly. No. My friends judge it. They're like. Why do you do that? I'm like, it's it's how it's raised. <laughs> but, but um, the the project I have that I'm currently working on is called I'm Okay, I Promise, which is exactly what it sounds like. Sometimes you're not mm -hmm. okay. You will say you're okay, mm -hmm. and it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a lot of like mental health related, oh, nice. deeper me stuff that i was fighting with mm -hmm. um a couple of songs that i've had in my back pocket for a year maybe more mm -hmm. um just songs that i really felt vulnerable on mm -hmm. um about what i'm going through in life what i've been through um what keeps me going and how i like balance that out um and so I actually put out two songs a couple years ago. I think it was like 2017, 2018, back when I was still composer, me, when I was like, all right, we're gonna make the biggest, just all the sounds. Um, I put out two songs um, under the title, I'm Okay, I Promise, that were like, hey, I'm not feeling good right now. Mm -hmm and it brought me back to those I, I was on soundcloud the other day found it and i was like oh let's get back to it um and started to put the project back together in little pieces because i have all these like song ideas that i'm like oh this would fit perfectly just like fitting it together like puzzle um and it's coming together well i think i think by the end of this year okay. i should have it out end of the year okay i'm very excited for it some songs i have written down mm -hmm. some songs i have drafted mm -hmm. some songs i have complete nice. two of them are out i have days and talk about it which were some of those songs that were a year or some time um where i had the first verse and i'm like all right leave it we'll be back mm -hmm. next time yeah um and if if you like those i think this this like body of work will be a, a good listen just okay. something to be sad with me too got it so we're having a, a sad sad boy album sad boy hours <laughs> <laughs> and it's not very long it's probably like 30 minutes max okay i was gonna ask is it an ep technically or is um, it an album I, I don't know what how long is a i don't know honestly <laughs> i think people just like you decide yeah i think ep is technically like five songs or less okay so so like an lp uh, a, 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 an album i guess okay um i've, I've done the eps and I'm, I'm excited by them but we need to do more more albums yeah. yeah but i enjoy singles i feel like they're more they're easier to like show people yeah. like hey here's this one specific song that made me think about you specifically mm -hmm. not maybe you specifically but like mm -hmm. th this song made me think to send this to you mm -hmm. like check it out oh true instead of an album where instead they're like album, okay they're like, which album. which song did you yeah, want me to exactly. check out i don't like all these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like do you not like this song yeah, cool okay maybe real. next one <laughs> <laughs> you're right 
Right. <laughs> awesome. And remind us what um, what the name of the album will be. I'm okay. I promise. I'm okay. I promise. Cool. Well, I'm excited. You said end of this year, so hopefully by December 2022, mm-hmm. we'll see some more news about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost October. That's so crazy to me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I don't know why I was like, you still got a full year for this album, <laughs> but you got three months. Uh, all right, deadline. All right, that's yeah. what I need. Pressure. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Tatenda, for sharing everything with us today. Of course. I know this was your first ever podcast, so thank you for letting us be your first experience. This was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. Before we close out, I just mm-hmm. have a couple more things I want to ask you. What? What words of advice would you give to your younger self? Be okay with not being okay, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, learn to voice your opinion. People may not ask, but it's, it's important to be able to know who you are outside of the influence of other people. Mm. So like, if you let people know you're not just going with the flow, that's really important. Mm. Um, and be, forgive yourself. It's, it's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world all the time. Sometimes Mm. it is, but like, (laughs) If it's out of your control, some things you just got to let it go. It's yeah. okay to just make mistakes, learn from them, move on from them. Mm-hmm. Now you know better. You're wise now. That's mm-hmm. what wisdom is. It's, oh. Yeah. Those are some great words. <laughs> and um, where can we find you on social media or your streaming platforms? Um, on everything at TVTENDV. On TikTok at TVTENDV dot wave. Okay. W-A-V. But if you if you search T-V-T-E-N-D-V anywhere, uh, Tatenda, but the A's are V's. Right, right. I was say, for <laughs> for anyone who doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Find me everywhere. Yeah, well, um, and aside from, from the projects that you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. are there any upcoming shows that you have or uh, projects you're part of that we should be on the lookout for? I want more shows. Mm-hmm. But as a rapper, it is difficult to find those opportunities mm. without collaborations mm. with people. And that can be a bit tough to find. Mm. So I don't have any shows, but I go to open mics. There's the oh. Dallas open mic, mm. the Maker's Gym open mic in Frisco, mm. um, RVC open mic. Mm. Shout like, out shout out RVC for real. Um, these are just things that I really enjoy going to and networking. Yeah. But... I am also looking for a band to play with because if you can get a band behind you, Mm -hmm. people now want to listen. And so people, if you know a band or know (laughs) a guy or know someone who knows someone, send them my way. I want to I want to get into performing with live musicians because that's where a lot of feeling is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound very it's it sounds more full less two-dimensional yes more full i see that Mm -hmm. and so if if you know someone let me know lottie i'm talking to you right i was gonna say you (laughs) (laughs) pat Yeah, well, I'm excited. You know, as um, at RVC, we always love seeing you because I I know how far you have to drive, so we always appreciate it. Happy to make that drive. Yes. It's, it's a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Well, thank you again so much for coming out and speaking with us. Of course. Everybody out there, go follow Tatenda and his music and social media. Support him. Yes. And um, yeah, if if you know anyone that wants to be that band behind Tatenda, Justin, hit him up, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And everyone out there, please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to Tate This Podcast on all streaming platforms. Five stars. Yes, thank you. And stay (laughs) tuned for the next episode in October where we're going to have music producer and rapper Colin King, a.k.a. Crazo. And as always, y'all, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye.